This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows. The good guys lost Everybody knows The fight was fixed The poor stay poor The rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Live from Toronto, Canada The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett From Zoomer Radio AM 740. Well, I was at the uh, Toronto Freedom Festival on uh, Saturday addressing uh, the masses. And uh, I have to be honest, not exactly my scene, as the kids would say. Not exactly my bag, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, You know, let's face it, it's ostensibly a a celebration of uh, uh, pot smoking and... uh, uh, an attempt, I guess, to uh, drive home the point that, you know, it's time to uh, legalize, decriminalize, what have you. Uh, but since, and this is the fourth annual uh, uh, edition of the uh, Freedom Festival, the uh, the largest uh, single-day spring outdoor festival in Toronto. There was about 30,000 people there, by some estimates. Anyway, the, it's been expanding sort of its context over the years. And uh, I was uh, there Saturday on the uh, at the iWe- uh, iWeekly magazine speaker stage, for what they're calling the uh, the Conspiracy Hour, which was hosted or emceed by our good friend Patrick White down at uh, Conspiracy Culture, and uh, so they're they're starting to introduce some more uh, some more content into the festival. It's not just about smoking pot, which I do not. Uh, I'm you know I'll uh, live and let live, uh, but. Um, it was interesting, let's put it that way, to uh, I, one, one uh, particularly poignant moment for me when I was wandering aimlessly. Here I am with my, uh, feeling rather out of place with my, uh, my briefcase containing my laptop compu- computer, my umbrella. I don't know why I brought an umbrella. And I'm walking around, I have my, uh, my corduroy uh, sports coat on, and I'm stepping over people that uh, <laughs> had sort of imbibed a little too much, uh, overcome by vapors, as it were. And uh, and then I, I couldn't find the uh, the uh, the speaker stage. I was told it's off Wellesley, and I'm wandering around at this point aimlessly for about 15 minutes. Uh, and then I stop and start asking people for directions, 
what a mistake that was. Uh, keeping in mind, it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they'd been at it probably for about four or five hours. And uh, just a lot of uh, very contented grins, uh, but vacant looks in their eyes. So I just kept, um, I guess, kept moving on. And eventually I found the speaker's stage. Uh, having said that, though, it was, it was a, a, wonderful, uh, a wonderful time and a great opportunity to, uh, to meet uh, uh, some of my listeners. So if you were there and uh, um, were able to, to catch uh, my little speech, I appreciate your, uh, your patronage. All right. We're going to speak with um, Nelson Thal tonight. Obviously, a, a large Polish contingent in the city of Toronto. And a lot of unanswered questions remain three weeks after the uh, untimely uh, death of Polish President Lech Kaczynski. And uh, for those of you in the Polish community and many others, I'm sure, I don't have to tell you the, the rumors and the allegations uh, that are swirling around that, in fact... It wasn't a simple case of a plane crash in the, uh, the Russian woods uh, that uh, ended his life and some 68 others. Uh, it may have, in fact, been an assassination. We'll discuss that with uh, Nelson Thal, including this video that's been uh, widely seen on YouTube, uh, purportedly taken by uh, an amateur uh, uh, videographer on the ground at the, uh, the crash site and... Uh, Apparently, it captures the image of an assassination or a hit squad descending on the, uh, the, the crash debris. And then you actually hear, I've seen the video, you hear three gunshots. So the idea is that uh, the president supposedly survived the air crash. And uh, these, uh, uh, this hit team was on the scene to make sure that he didn't walk out of that, air- that airplane. Uh, so why was he murdered if, in fact, he was? We'll, uh, we'll get to that a little later in the show with our good friend Nelson Thal, media scientist, and of course he can be heard Thursday nights at uh, cloakanddagger.ca. The other big story of the past month or so, of course, has been this huge, uh, you know, volcanic uh, ash cloud, uh, which grounded uh, hundreds of thousands of air passengers and, uh, and really brought air traffic uh, to a standstill, and it cost the airline uh, industry billions and billions of dollars. Now there's actually a story... Uh, that uh, it was an it was a complete hoax, and that satellite images, which were not widely shown at the time, show an entirely different uh, story or tell an entirely different story. The skies were largely clear. Jim McKenna, the Civil Aviation Authority's head of airworthiness strategy and policy, admitted it's obvious that at the start of the crisis there was a lack of definitive data. It's also true that for some of the time, the density of ash above the UK was close to undetectable. The satellite images will be used by airlines in their battle to win tens of millions of pounds of compensation from governments for their losses. However, I just, I find that odd that, uh, you know, there were many people in the UK that were, uh, uh, you know, standing outside their house, looking up in the sky and, and, and trying to tell anyone who would listen, listen, there is no, there is no volcanic ash floating around up there. I mean, the skies are crystal blue. It's, it's, it's perfect. So what was behind all that? Well, perhaps uh, we'll find out in the coming weeks. However, it is interesting that, um, oh, a number of months ago, my next guest was on this show. And uh, he is uh, one given to the occasional prophetic dream. And he reported to me on the air at the time that uh, at some point in the not-so-distant future, uh, 
uh, people would stop flying and they would start taking trains. And uh, I was sort of scratching my head thinking, well, what, what could possibly cause people to stop flying unless it was maybe a terrorist attack or something. But uh, I think he said, no, 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 it's not that. There's something else happening related perhaps to some, some sort of an earth change. And uh, lo and behold, of course, we had this uh, volcanic ash cloud stranding, as I say, thousands and thousands of airline passengers. So was that it? Perhaps. Perhaps. It wouldn't be the first time he was spot on. Douglas James Cottrell is uh, best known as a trance clairvoyant or psychic. And uh, he's also an, an ordained interfaith minister, a spiritual healer, a teacher, published author. He holds a Ph.D. in therapeutic counseling from the Open International University of Complementary Medicines. He's also a medical intuitive and a remarkable remote viewer. He's been called Canada's Edgar Casey. He's a good friend of the program and mine. We've, uh, we've had him on this program for uh, 10 years and counting. And it's always a pleasure to have uh, Douglas, or should I say the Reverend Douglas Cottrell, back on The Conspiracy Show. Hello, Douglas. Hello, Richard. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, as you know. I quite enjoy your company. You're, you're, you're a Ph.D. as well, I mentioned. So do I call you a doctor now or a reverend? Uh, it goes reverend doctor, but so we uh, don't get in trouble with the medical people. Uh, we just say reverend or we go uh, Douglas James Cottrell, Ph.D. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a complicated world we live in. Hey, but I, I've known you for 10 years. Can I just call you Douglas? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm more comfortable with Douglas James Cottrell, and when you Google my name, that's what it comes up with. You know, uh, the Reverend and, and, and or PhD are there, but uh, Douglas is fine. All right. Listen, we, I, I want to talk to you about this, uh, this um, uh, volcanic uh, ash and the uh, grounding all of those air passengers. And I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was that you were on the show, and I've been trying desperately to find the clip, but I remember it distinctly. I mean, you know, as soon as this story hit the uh, the papers, I, I mean, I thought, oh my gosh, Douglas was on the show talking about this. This is the story. Do you remember when that was? I think it was in the latter part of, uh, latter part of uh, 2009, um, in either November or December. Okay. Um, I haven't. I've been on the road. I, I have it recorded somewhere, and we'll try to verify that. But it was, I think, it was the latter part of uh, 2009. All right. We'll get uh, maybe Dan at some point, uh, or my uh, technical producer, to try and track down that clip. But I know what you said, and uh, so it's on the record, and we put it in our newsletters. It's uh, and you know on our website, DouglasJamesGoddard.com. We have a lot of things. Uh, YouTube, uh, probably on a YouTube video as well somewhere. So take us back to the, the actual, now that was a prophetic dream. Uh, is that how it came to you, or was that a That's remote right. viewing session? Yeah, most of the world-changing events I've had or earth changes that we've had uh, come as uh, um, prophetic dreams or prophecy dreams, if you will. Um, sometimes people ask me specific questions during a, uh, a deep trance meditation or consultation, which our, our friend Rama, um, I can't quite get the rest of his name on the YouTube, uh, has, um, I think there's a... Uh, Quite a few. I'm not sure if there's a hundred or something like that. YouTube's out there, but uh, people would have a uh, research session or an experimental uh, session, and they would do things. And I believe there's something out there about that. But the ones that I give to you on the show have, have always been from the most reliable source, and that is uh, during the night when uh, I would have these uh, prophetic revelations about earth changes or coming events. Now, in the, in 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 such a dream, a prophetic dream. Or prescient dream? Do you did you actually? Can you recall? Did you see volcanic ash or or? I mean, how did you come up with this 
or what was sort of revealed to you in the dream that led you to believe that that air passengers would be uh, would be grounded and people would start well, taking the that, train? That was more of a uh, one of those um, uh, one of those booming voice kind of things when I was told something, um, as opposed to the volcanic ash. The the um, back at that point in time, I was told that um, people would be taking uh, would prefer to take trains or would be taking the train and avoiding air travel. And I remember you remarked very uh, surprisingly why would be some, some what's going to happen to air travel or, or what's going to happen to the air industry. And I said to you uh, in, in a complimentary way, I said, I really don't know. I was only told that the people would be taking trains. However, this last, uh, this last situation with the ash, about two weeks before um, the Iceland situation, I had a, a vision in which um, I put on my newsletter. I have a free newsletter. People can sign up on my website. And I put in the newsletter that I had a vision or a dream in which uh, three men were covered with uh, volcanic ash on their faces. They went over beside an airplane hangar, and one of the men uh, choked or expired, and um, the other two were safe. Now, in the dream, I was part of the trio at one time, and then I was the observer at another time. But the uh, second part was I looked what I thought was to the west or to my left, and I could see a ridge or wave of uh, what looked like fire, but it wasn't uh, flaming fire. It was like a <clears throat> like a wave or like a wave coming into the beach. And I knew at that point in time that this was uh, some sort of lava coming across the land. Now, what I did is I looked on the uh, internet. Uh, we thought this was going to be in Yellowstone Park, and we looked on the on the internet, and sure enough, there was an Air Force base uh, just due east of. Uh, uh, of the of Yellowstone Park, and also there was commentary that in Yellowstone Park there is uh, an earthquake or earthquakes every 18 minutes. However, I looked for the place, uh, but I wasn't given a destination in the vision or dream. But it seems to fit what's going on in Iceland. Certainly does. Listen, Douglas uh, Stapewood, we'll uh, pick it up on the other side. Douglas James Cottrell, remote viewer, we're talking uh, Earth changes. And uh, you can get on board. We'll make the phone lines available to you as well if you're wondering about what Earth changes might be in store. Just a reminder, we will discuss the uh, alleged assassination of the uh, Polish president, Lech Kaczynski, a little later in the program. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show, and my name is Richard Serrett. Or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. Getting close uh, to the uh, X conference I'll be leaving for Washington, D.C. on uh, Friday, flying down, and uh, probably staying well, onto, uh, well into Monday. I have a, a number of interviews uh, lined up with uh, the likes of Stephen Bassett and Dr. Stephen Greer and Linda Moulton Howe and uh, uh, might even uh, uh, catch uh, George Norrie and George Knapp uh, for an on-camera interview putting together a documentary on the uh, the whole UFO disclosure uh, movement. We're very excited about it. My partners and I at uh, Starfield uh, Studios and uh, TFC Productions. So uh, hopefully 
in the coming months. We'll have that uh, together and available uh, perhaps for uh, airplay on a television station. And uh, the plans are, this is a feature-length documentary we're working on, and the plans are to uh, release it theatrically as well. So uh, I'll keep you posted. Douglas James Cottrell is with us, remote viewer. Canada's Edgar Casey, talking about uh, Earth changes and his uh, prophetic dream, which he actually announced on this uh, pr- uh, very show, uh, the, l- the latter half of uh, 2009, about air passengers being grounded and uh, or people stopping, uh, they would no longer be flying, they would be taking the train, and um, we thought at the time that was very puzzling. And then, of course, we had this uh, volcanic ash cloud coming out of Iceland, and all of a sudden, uh, it all made sense. Now, uh, what is uh, what are you seeing, uh, Douglas, in terms of uh, volcanic activity? Are we heading into a particularly uh, active period? You mentioned Yellowstone, and of course there is this uh, a super volcano uh, below Yellowstone that many people uh, are, are worried about. I mean, if that thing goes, uh, w- you know, we're talking like Krakatoa times 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you seeing uh, in terms of volcanic activity? Well, again, that, that could fit the uh, vision I had with Iceland being, um, you know, uh, a small sort of precursor to that. I have announced on your show in the past, um, I, more than a couple of years ago, where I had a a vision dream. I even challenged uh, Dr. Suzuki to have a look at this, where the Earth's crust is spinning at a different speed than the Earth's core. Uh, And as such, that would make sense that the core is slipping, or rather the crust is slipping around the core, the core being a molten mass of lava and metal, um, etc., of lava. And as such, what I'm looking at and have been for the last few years, and I've always managed to report them on your show, is that the uh, the world is uh, slipping on its axis. And I have at one time said in the past that the uh, earthquakes are going to speed up, they're going to be more frequently, and they're going to be more um, disastrous than ever before. I think even my son Doug had a, um, had a vision or a, a dream or, or a communication at night in which he heard someone say, what you expect to happen is going to happen sooner than you expect, and what you expect to happen is going to be worse than you expect. And so, so this, this runs in the family. I mean, do you, do you, your son has this... I, I was going to ask you, is this a gift or is it a curse? I mean, to, 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 to have uh, these dreams where you see all of this doom and gloom, I mean, do you ever pine just for a nice good night's sleep? Well, we also see all kinds of things. Uh, I've, I've mentioned on your show that um, there will be uh, a remedy or there will be... Uh, cures for autistic children coming out, and that seems to be in the, in the wind, I've heard. Um, we've, we've been able to see a lot of advances in medicine and uh, uh, different things in the world. So it's not just doom and gloom. I, I like to say when I have people, students or, or clients, or when I'm teaching the classes, like I'm in Toronto on May the 6th, I'm doing a class at the North York University, uh, sorry, library, um, where people will come up and say they have terrible nightmares where they see things in the future and they come true. I say, don't worry, you're just looking at the psychic newspaper. They're reading the headlines of those events to happen. But it wasn't too long ago, 2012 was in the news and all over the uh, uh, media, and uh, it's not gone away. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I think, the end. It's, it's a dividing line. It's an end of, of the world as we know it, but it's certainly the beginning of the new world. Uh, I've said recently um, that uh, the only people in the world that can carry out uh, 
the change in the world will be the military. They have the manpower, the resources, the ability for security and uh, uh, the transportation for uh, relief services. And so the biblical prophecies of uh, the military people turning their weapons into plowshares. Plowshares, yes. Again, yeah, it's late. <laughs> it is a late night, yes. And uh, so that might be the uh, the reason for it. But uh, uh, I, I do, this is the world I live in, lived in it for 38 years. Um, it was my daughter's uh, difficulty back in 1968. And then uh, reading those books about Edgar Casey, the great Edgar Casey, and then uh, our great friend Robert, uh, Ross Peterson, who turned my life away from the Toronto Star newspaper and into the spiritual world that uh, uh, led us to give, get some hope back for for children like Sherry, and uh, this is just an ability when you're able to see the, the future. It doesn't change it. Uh, it doesn't bring it on. It's just a matter of uh, reading headlines ahead of time. No, but uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you, to be sure, there's a lot of, of, of good news in there in, in terms of, uh, uh, of seeing into the, into the future, but uh, you do witness a lot of cataclysmic events, and I'm just thinking, you know, your, your son now is, is shown this, to have the same ability. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you say, geez, I, you know, I, I, I kind of wished it skipped a generation, or? No, no, my, my, uh, my daughter uh, was, saw the CN Tower crashing in a dream years ago, which turned out to be uh, the uh, uh, towers in New York uh, coming down. Uh, my other son, Jason, uh, has similar things. My wife has uh, dreams and visions. When you're in this world and you start to look, when we teach the classes on dream interpretation, for instance, it goes beyond uh, the uh, obscure and the symbolic dreams into prophetic dreams. And I have, I've seen many, many people come up with dreams, especially when it's a lot of emotion uh, or circumstance where people are, are in jeopardy. Many people would have a, a dream or be aware of it uh, in their dream night communications kind of thing so it's it's not a it's not a bad thing it's a matter that these things are going to happen but uh if you're always in the uh, uh forefront of looking ahead i live in the future all the time and as such uh talking about gold and uh which i've announced on your show when it was two or three hundred dollars it was going to go up to a thousand dollars or actually 1150 and it did uh those are good things to see they give hope to businesses and people who actually make a living uh knowing things about the future. I mean, I've also said on your show in the past that uh, there was no real recession. We're into an inflationary time. And although people suffered and they lost their jobs during that very short nine-month period in which everybody thought the world economically was going to fall apart, uh, here we are. Uh, if you listen in the news now, the term inflation, superinflation, uh, is coming back into play. Yeah, to be sure, I mean, uh, the, it's always baffled uh, me how they can talk about, you know, uh, 1.5% inflation or 2% inflation, and yet they don't include uh, uh, oil prices, uh, energy prices, or food staples in that basket of goods that they use, the CPI, to determine the inflation rate. So we've had, you know, um, high... I don't know what the ac actual figure would be, whether it's 8 or 9%, uh, perhaps, but it's certainly not 2%. Douglas well, James Cottrell is with us here on The uh, Conspiracy Show. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead there, Douglas. I got choked up just thinking would, about gold. Yeah, I was just going to say, in answer to your question, they've changed the rules on they measure inflation. That's why we don't have these uh, huge numbers coming out. So that's, that's why you... Um, uh, when you see gold prices going up, interest rates going up, the price of houses is skyrocketing in Toronto. 
those are all inflationary. Uh, I want to dial it back, though, to, um, uh, to earth changes. And what you were talking about, uh, the, uh, the, the Earth's crust actually sliding um, on, the, uh, on, the man, or on the core, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, what you're describing sounds a lot like some sort of a magnetic reversal uh, or well, a pole under- shift. Well, I, that's right. We're headed towards that. Um, I've said on your show that the uh, North Pole was heading towards uh, Russia, and there are reports now that North Pole is headed towards uh, Russia at about 30 um, meters, I believe it is, a year. I might have maybe 30 kilometers, but I can't remember the statistic. But it confirmed what I had said, that the North Pole is going to end up in the Bering Strait. Uh, remember on one show I was talking to you about Italy being the uh, um, being the, the uh, ruler of the world. Yes. Uh, you were surprised, but I'm not surprised by that, but you brought up the fact that with the Holy, Rolling, Holy Roman Empire coming back, uh, there's a lot of things I've said over the, you know, the years that we've been working together, and these things are coming about. But the idea that um, the Earth is not going to be a magnetic shift, this is going to be a geographical shift. The, uh, the weight of the water on the floor of the oceans and all the oil and gas that we've been pumping out of this, uh, the Earth's crust allows this faults, um, this, this compression to occur. The compressions in the oceans have caused, this is my theory on why all these things are happening, uh, the uh, depression in the ocean causes the shift in the current of the oceans. The currents uh, of the ocean cause the weather changes to shift, and the weather changes cause the uh, mass of the Earth to alter and we have from below in the ocean uh, the, the physical change of the crust, and we have from above the um, weather patterns being changed, and then we have this uh, horrendous uh, boiling and bubbling of, uh, of the uh, volcanoes along with the fault lines. We have automatically earthquakes. I have said on your show that the entire west coast of Canada, from Alaska or from the west to up to the jewel of the north for Alaska, is going to disappear. There's that old Gnostic saying again, as above, so below. And uh, we'll uh, continue to delve into the uh, subterranean and poke around in the uh, recesses of Douglas James Cottrell's mind, discussing earth changes, prophetic dreams. This is The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Interfaith minister, healer, intuitive researcher, author, teacher, medical intuitive, remote viewer, Reverend Douglas James Cottrell, a PhD. The website is www.douglascottrell.com, and I'll spell that for you. Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S, Douglas Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L.com. And uh, back to the magnetic reversals. We're long overdue for one. Uh, these uh, do occur in, uh, in Earth's history. And my understanding is that we're overdue, just like we're overdue for a major ice age. And whenever you have a magnetic reversal, it's usually accompanied by uh, mass extinctions. Um, is uh, let's talk about uh, you know humankind. Uh, what uh, what's going to be the toll 
uh, do you suspect with a, a magnetic uh, reversal or a, a pole shift? Well, if we do have a, a pole shift, the oceans will rock uh, out of their basins, and that will be disastrous for the, the population along the coast of uh, North America and other coastlines, um, specifically in the West. But um, uh, it would be, in, in some of the prophecies and, and things that I've been aware of and researches I've done, along those lines, uh, about two-thirds of the world's population will be uh, uh, derogatorily affected or negatively affected by these uh, physical changes that are going to happen. Two-thirds? Two-thirds. Uh, now, you say negatively impacted. We're not talking about uh, they're going to have to get up and move. You're talking about uh, dead, right? Disappearing, yes. My word. And is this going to, do you, uh, do you know, coincide with the winter solstice 2012? I mean, is that, uh, is that lining up with the Mayan prophecy? It is. I mean, the more we look at it, the more we see um, that the world is uh, going into extremes, and uh, that's a word I've, I've used on your show many times, is that we're going through this time of extremes. Uh, it's a chaotic time. Certainly, uh, who would have thought that, you know, whole countries would go broke, like uh, Greece or, or Iceland? Uh, who would have thought that the banking community would be in such terrible straits as they have been, where they basically were insolvent? So this time of extremes uh, coincides with... Uh, uh, Pluto going through Capricorn, uh, the constellation Capricorn, last year or so. Every 250 years, this this happens, and it's a sign of complete change in the culture, uh, politically, economically, uh, militarily, and uh, in all phases of human nature, these changes go on. But this time, uh, the you know the Earth has a life of its own, and it's rebelling. It's basically, you know, giving us the the convulsions that it's having, and the world is, uh, the face of the world will be greatly different than what it uh, looks now, as it has been greatly different from what it used to be. You know, talking about Lemuria and, and Atlantis, uh, whole continents sinking below the surface of the sea. So what's going to happen again? Uh, what goes down comes up, and, uh, uh, you know, there are certain um, uh, discoveries being made of... Uh, roads made out of solid rock over towards Japan and then in, the, in Bimini and uh, the Canary Islands and different places around the world. Uh, whole civilization is just gone. And, uh, you know, now we're coming back to that point where, you know, our continent, North America, is going to take some beating on the West Coast, a little on the East Coast with tsunamis or flooding. I have made a, a prediction on your show where I saw the White House abandoned uh, and, uh, you know, just in... in the bushes and the trees around it were gone. So uh, these kinds of things were tsunami or earthquakes or the oceans rocking. Uh, it's quite possible, and it's uh, uh, all it takes is the world to tip just a little more. Let's go to the phones and uh, say hello to Kathy in Scarborough, Ontario. Hello, Kathy. Oh, hello. Uh, tonight I was watching um, PBS, and they had uh, they they had a show on Hawaii, and and every day apparently what they're doing is they're sending up an aircraft, and somebody has a special camera that has has uh, heat a heat source in it, and it shows that uh, uh, where the crust is, the crust of what um, the crust where the earth uh, the uh, earth shifts. And apparently it's shifted every day, and it's getting bigger every day. 
uh, sort of an infrared camera. Is that uh... infrared red camera? Oh, okay. And this is in Hawaii, and they don't know what's going to happen because they said it's getting, you know, it said it shifted, and it shifted so much that apparently a, a cave was uh, came up. That wasn't there before. All right, Kathy. Well, uh, thank you. I mean, that that would stand to reason on uh, on the Hawaiian Islands. I mean, it's uh, the, the islands were created by volcanic activity. I mean, it's constant uh, there. I mean, is is that what we're talking about, Douglas, or is that something uh, you know um, more nefarious at work here? Something more of a global uh, on, a, on a more global scale. Any thoughts? Oh, well. Uh Are you there, Douglas? Yeah, I am. Uh, just listening to that nice lady's comment. Oh, okay. Uh, and the uh, the idea was that uh, in the, in the old days, meaning you know uh, pre-Atlantis, there was a continent called Emuria that was in the west coast, uh, off the west coast of North America, and that actually Hawaii and the Hawaiian Islands were the mountaintops of that continent, and that was all that was left above water, uh, when or above the surface of the sea when uh, the continent went down. And it's rebuilding. It uh, was an active volcano then, and it's still now. So the idea that uh, fault lines are expanding and pushing eastward uh, makes sense that when a, the entire Rocky Mountain range uh, were created when there was a, um, a downward motion of Lemuria and an upward thrust uh, along the west coast of North America. So the reverse being true, if Lemuria or that continent to the west of, uh, or the landmass, shall I say, the ocean floor that starts to move or come up, even through volcanic rising, never mind, you know, a whole continent coming up, then it would make sense that the Rocky Mountains would slide down or come collapse back down some degree, and we would have inundation on the West Coast. So uh, Hawaii's been formed by mountains, and uh, sorry, was formed as a continent, and it's continued to uh, be formed by this uh, extremely volcanic act, uh, activity that's underneath the uh, floor of the ocean. I mean, mountains, volcan- volcanoes go off under the ocean. We just don't see them. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that uh, underwater volcanic activity uh, has a lot to do with the, uh, uh, you know, the rise in, uh, in, in temperatures that have been attributed to global warming, man-made global warming, and I, and I contend and have for some time it's nothing of the sort, that it is, it is a combination of things. But I think volcanic, underwater vo- volcanic activity has a lot to do with that. A couple of months ago, I had uh, John Moore on the program, a... Uh, a, a researcher and broadcaster down in the states from the Republic Broadcasting uh, Network, a Republican Broadcasting Network, and he has uh, some. Uh, uh, he got a hold of some classified U.S. documents, uh, which allegedly uh, demonstrate the U.S. government has uh, a foreknowledge of perhaps what you're describing, this cataclysmic event, uh, and. Uh, as evidence, he sees he sees the uh, the U.S. government moving a lot of their um, their government departments uh, away from certain areas, lower lower uh, you know uh, low lying le- areas. areas into uh, sort of these safe havens. They're not telling the public about it. Uh, they're busy uh, building these huge uh, underground uh, uh, bunkers, which will. Uh, you know, all, as, a, as part of the continuance of government, uh, you know, this will house government uh, departments and, and their families and so forth. What do you what do you make of that? Do you do you believe well, that the government has knowledge that this is coming, I and is this what they're believe, talking about? I do. I believe. I believe so. 
I believe that um, they have people like me working uh, with the government. Uh, they've certainly had the uh, remote viewing uh, military squad, if I can call them that, uh, working years ago. I don't think that was ever disbanded. Uh, I have seen huge problems with the uh, with the government. Like I said, the White House being uh, abandoned and uh, the lands around it being just basically uh, wiped clean, no no foliage, no uh, no trees like there is now on a house on the hill. Uh, and the idea that uh, governments know in advance, they have intuitive people, um, whether they admit it to it or not, they have intuitive people that work for them. I've worked for the Canadian military. I've worked for the prime minister's office. I've worked for uh, politicians. I've worked for police departments. And it's all done low-key. And the idea is that it's just one more source of information. Uh, when I, you know, on your show, sort of challenged Dr. Suzuki to have a look at the uh, at the uh, Earth's core spinning at a slower speed than the crust, uh, or vice versa. It was a matter of uh, uh, putting that out there. And when things are put out, I'm sure uh, they go around, and people uh, who can prove these things, once you have an idea or you have a suggestion or you have some information, and then putting it in line with the actual facts scientifically, uh, I'm sure the governments are way ahead and they're preparing for catastrophes. They, that uh, seed bank in Norway, for instance, yes. that was in the news not too long ago. Exactly. Um, you know, it's just a matter, it's common sense that there will be short uh, shortages. <clears throat> but when you look at what governments are doing quietly, that's when you should pay attention. And, and with shows like yours who are, you know, keeping them honest and and uh, keeping an eye on what's going on, uh, more, more and more people, the average person that really, <clears throat> you know, I'm not trying to be anti- uh, uh, government or anything, but they really don't care about the, about us, the little guy kind of thing, in, in the way that uh, they ought to, I believe. And of course, the other side of the coin is they don't want to panic anybody, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, with UFOs uh, coming about in this conference you're going to be attending, I've made a prediction on your show there'll be a, another um, big discovery or, or a visitation. I mean, this, this, the world is coming to such a point that the governments can't deny it anymore. They're going to have to fess up for all this, these uh, things that they're doing. I, I want to get back to the UFO th- uh, thing in a moment, but uh, I, I, you said something there that I found it quite um, interesting, and that was that you had worked for the uh, prime minister's office and... Uh, well, I've uh, been involved with different people, and, you know, I don't... I don't name names. No, 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 and I wouldn't ask you to. But, but to, I mean, were you hired in the capacity of a remote viewer as a uh, as a clairvoyant? Uh, what were you specifically doing? Well, my years as uh, as a deep trance clairvoyant, like Edgar Casey or Ross Peterson or Paul Solomon, you know, I'm the last of the uh, sleeping prophets. Uh, Edgar Casey being called the the sleeping prophet, which is basically the ability to go into a deep, deep state of meditation, which is called deep trance clairvoyance. And I would, I've been able to come up with uh, information on things or subjects or events. Uh, the Marines that were killed in uh, Gander, um, I gave a report to the, uh, to the investigators that it was uh, cyanide gas and sabotage, um, and that was proven out later. And if you look, at, look up that event, when those Marines were killed in, in uh, Newfoundland or went on takeoff, uh, John Crosby uh, at the time said it was ice on the wings, uh, five of the investigators resigned over that nonsense and uh, put forward the idea that, uh, not the idea, but put forward the facts that uh, all the soldiers who were uh, decapitated in the crash all had cyanide gas in their lungs. How could they breathe without having their heads in place? Uh, the Air India uh, crash, I worked for the parents who then took the information to the uh, 
again, the investigators, and I had said that the uh, plane, plane decompressed, the pilots passed out, and basically the, the plane flew into the ocean. And that, if I recall correctly, that seemed to be what the uh, investigators came up with later on. So the idea of working with different agencies, again, for not the lead investigation thing, but somebody who gives an idea, gives a suggestion, or gives uh, what, I would, what I would call a psychic vision or, or a revelation, uh, then they put it to the, to the test. They, uh, it's one more way. And not necessarily uh, do they believe outright anything that I say, or I guess would they be you know, responsible people, would they believe uh, arbitrarily, but they would uh, have one more point, one more bit of investigation. And so people in the know, people who are forward-looking, any agency who works with, with or for people is always planning for the future. And it makes sense to deal with people like me who are able to see the future reasonably accurately and uh, are reliable, and we you know, keep quiet about what we do. Uh, we don't have non-disclosure agreements, but <laughs> there is a certain ethic uh, practice, you know, and uh, we just keep going. And uh, 38 years have gone by in dealing with uh, all levels of government and, and people from all walks of life. Well, one of my first uh, uh, encounters with a remote viewer. I mean, I, I've known you longer than I than I've um, known David Morehouse. But uh, I think in the early days, when um, when I used to have uh, you on the show, or when I booked you on other shows, it was primarily as sort of a, a medical intuitive or a psychic, and I didn't know much about remote viewing. And then I had uh, I met David Morehouse, who mm-hmm. was reportedly involved with uh, Project Stargate. Uh, you know, the psychic warrior, David Morehouse, a remote viewer hired by the military, and that was sort of um, my first exposure to remote viewing. And, uh, but, I mean, he was, he was hired by the military. The Soviets were doing the same thing during the Cold War. They had uh, psychic spies on both sides. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that this, is, this was going on up in Canada as well to a certain extent. Of course, yep, of course. Uh, there, are, there are politicians I've, been, I've advised uh, over the years and I keep in touch with. They've, they've uh, been as high and, you know, up to the cabinet level. Um, there are other people who are um, retired. They've been in, in police enforcement or military. And, um, you know, things we would say arbitrarily that their posting wasn't going to be in Vancouver, it was going to be in Kingston. And they're all packed up. They have the boarding passes, both to take the flight to go to Vancouver, and immediately their orders are changed and they end up in Kingston. And they just shake their head and they say, How do you know that? Well, it's not a matter of knowing, it's a matter of perceiving and uh, having this idea that you can see into the future, uh, or more probably, uh, more, you know, see the probability of the future. We all have free will and free choice. And right now, Richard, I'm, you know, I'm in Toronto and Kitchener and, and uh, uh, London and, and also Hamilton teaching courses on helping people develop their abilities. And we bought a big building in Hamilton and uh, uh, that deal's gonna close soon and we're going to have a big school or a center to help people develop their intuitive abilities so they too can have the ability to look into the future. Churning out uh, remote viewers uh, by the scores. Well, let's just hope that People learn to use that uh, that ability, that gift for good. They don't get co-opted by uh, the military, uh, as they attempted to do with uh, David Morehouse and others. I'm sure there have been uh, those shadowy figures, Douglas, over the years that tried to uh, to coerce you to get you to use your uh, your special talent for uh, for rather nefarious purposes. We can talk about that when we come back. 
here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. He has a gift. In some ways, it could also be a curse. I'm guessing. I mean, just from my point of view. But uh, I don't. Uh, I don't have the gift. However, I'm guessing, Douglas, that over the years there have been people that uh, try to put the arm on you to um, to use your knowledge, your remote viewing skills, your intuitive abilities, uh, not just for personal gain. Um, you know because there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to, uh, to see in the future to, to, to perceive maybe how the markets might go. Exactly. Uh, you're not talking about insider information. I guess it's the ultimate insider information if you're tapping into the Akashic record or what have you. But I'm talking about, uh, uh, for example, black ops in the military where uh, psychic warriors might be used. Uh, let's say, and I, I'm just blue sky in it here. I, didn't, I don't even know if this is possible. Would it be possible for a remote viewer uh, to uh, to travel along the astral plane and actually do psychic harm, almost, ass- I don't know, assassinate by remote viewing? Of course. Not by remote viewing, per se. I do spiritual healing, which is laying on of hands, and we've had genuine miracles happen. We, it, you can call it telekinesis, which is the ability to mind over matter to move things with uh, your mind or with the energy. Uh, and, of course, uh, that's for the good thing, to cause healing and, and remedies to relo- remove suffering, uh, which is why we have our mini-mansions uh, spiritual center in Hamilton starting up. We're going, to, we're going to go in that direction. But, you know, all the other dark side, the, uh, the Russians did experiments back in the 70s where they w- could have, uh, when they did have uh, intuitives, thinking, uh, uh, thinking specifically to stop the, the uh, heart in a frog. And I think they proved conclusively they could do that. And then there were um, there were suspicions or there were considerations that maybe they could stop the uh, uh, beating of a heart in a man. Uh, those things are out there with you know uh, Chariots of the God kind of time books and things like that. They were out there with these uh, experiments behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, when you have a society or a, a government that's open and looks for metaphysical uh, things to happen. Uh, naturally, you can uh, use your ability mentally to do all kinds of things for good or for bad. You're you're absolutely right. I've had I've had people here who who've come to me and said, you know, I'm going to pay you cash. I'm never you're never going to see me again. Well, you know, you thank me very much. And I had the chills go up and down my spine, and I realized I was just talking to somebody who was uh, one of those co-op, uh, sorry, um, one of those dark op uh, kind of guys, and um, never did see them again. What did they want you to do? Uh, they were asking me questions about their themselves, things they've done. Uh, you know, um, uh, my friend Ross Peterson, I can tell this story. Uh, Ross has passed away now, but we once had a conversation in which Ross uh, uh, had met somebody who was a professional assassin who came to him to wonder and was wondering if it was uh, uh, his responsibility, was he going to pay for his uh, work uh, when he passed away or when he, you know, when he died. And... Uh, uh, Ross gave him an answer that he was happy with, and uh, then and I, then Ross and I joked a little bit. Uh, which oh, I pace! Said, you mean karmically, uh, uh, karmically uh, for his work as an assassin? Exactly. Okay. And the answer, uh, before I get too far away from that, was that uh, it wasn't uh, the assassin's uh, uh, 
uh, evil. It was the people who were ordering the uh, assassinations. They were the they were the uh, the greater evil. It says somewhere in the Bible Jesus said something the same thing when he was being tortured and uh, uh, beaten up before the crucifixion. He uh, forgave the people that were hurting him because he said it wasn't they their responsibility. It was the people who were who were ordering his uh, his uh, torture. So the idea that um, black ops and people who are out there, of course, they live a life looking over their shoulder. They too want to know: uh, Are they going to be safe, or is there somebody on their trail, and things like that? But uh, you know, that's an interesting question. It's not not one I I deal with too much, and uh, and I'm I'm talking, you know, in the trade. Ross Peterson and I having a, a conversation between two. He was my teacher and, and mentor, and I, I'm his student and uh, follower and having this conversation about the uh, rare occasion that we would meet people from the military who would be uh, uh, involved in such things. But I, I prefer to be more to the white side, uh, spiritual healing, laying on of hands, and uh, we have a miracle transformation coming up here in Oakville uh, in the very near future, next Sunday as a matter of fact. So that, that's where I'd much rather go than, uh, than dealing with the dark side. Just quick uh a quick answer, and then we'll break here. Do you ever worry that the people that you that you are training to to remote view uh, don't are, aren't a pure of heart? Well, uh, therein lies the great uh, integrity in the universe. Um, people get stopped uh, if they are misusing their ability; they get sick. So, um, I, in a way, uh, I find that the more um, the more worthy a person, the more they advance, because you don't learn these things overnight. It took me four years to develop any kind of uh, reliable, accurate ability, although it was very good right from the, the get-go. Uh, there are people who are, uh, like Edgar Casey and Ross Peterson, who also took time in developing their ability. But there is an integrity, there is a, there's a universal uh, balance. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about it. People uh, who I've taught in the past, some have gone on and done very good work, and others have just used it for their own uh, reasons, you know, investing in the stock market, investing All right. in their business. Things All like right, that. let's uh, come back on the other side and continue to discuss remote viewing, earth changes. Douglas Cottrell here on The Conspiracy Show. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak to Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario, 1-866-740-4740. And we will go right back to the phones for remote viewer Douglas Cottrell. Chris is right here in Toronto. Good evening, Chris. Oh, Chris is off the air. Oh, this is an off-air question. Okay, I'll uh, I'll just read the question then. Uh, Chris wants to know: uh, Is remote viewing satanic, uh, Douglas? Uh, not at all. Uh, like all uh, gifts or abilities, I used to worry this. Uh, worry about this when I first started out and became aware. I was not a, a psychic, uh, you know, groupie. I was uh, very uh, suspicious and uh, even cynical about people who were, you know, fortune teller kind of people. Uh, but the idea that uh, if you look in Corinthians uh, chapters 12 to 14, not only do you find the abilities de uh, delineated there, it also instructs in the Christian Bible, 
Christians are, uh, it is their duty to develop their spiritual abilities. And so if you have a holy book uh, in the Christian faith, which is my background, uh, although I'm, I'm well-versed in the other religions as well, uh, basically they are all saying the same thing. I, I can't find any real difference other than the practices and the customs. But in any event, uh, it's not satanic in as much as that you're using your ability, your God-given spiritual gift, to help people to relieve suffering and to uh, give hope to people. You know, when we when we lay hands on people, we have had genuine miracles where people have had absolute, instantaneous physical healings take place, and that can't be satanic. I mean, the Bible also says, uh, you know, can uh, a rose be grown out of a mustard seed or something like that? You know, it, it, what is what is love and what is truth? It can only come from love and truth. It can't come from anything else. Be satanic is when somebody uh, uses their abilities and their human abilities, their creative abilities for for their own uh, aggrandizement or greed or lust or, or along those lines. But the idea of being uh, able to see the future, uh, that's being able to uh, be prophetic. And it says right in Corinthians, uh, one of the books says, of, uh, he who can prophesy, prophesy, let him prophesy. He who has the ability to lay hands on, let him lay hands on people. You know, goes on to speaking in tongues too, but I don't do that. <laughs> All right, to uh, Hamilton, Ontario we go, and Virginia. Good evening, Virginia. Um, I was treated about 69 years ago by Dr. Murdoch MacDonald Bain, who had been sent to the Himalayas and learned all their work, and he did on-hands healing with me in South Africa, Pretoria, South Africa, that long ago. And I wondered if your guests knew anything about him. Name again, please. Dr. Murdoch MacDonald Bain. The name sounds familiar. I don't think I've met anybody in that uh, area. Is he from Hamilton or Toronto? No, he, he, was, he was from Scotland, and then he went to the Himalayas, and then he went to South Africa. But yes. he's been dead quite a while now. Yes, I did. I met somebody, and I think if either they showed me something on the Internet, uh, but I did follow this man when you said that he went to the Himalayas, and it was, uh, uh, it was a matter of, of a man who I think was sort of had a uh, not an impoverished life, but money didn't uh, motivate him. He, he shone it. like a light, and I was yeah, told it was go. his halo, and he was so loving. Mm-hmm. And I think I was very lucky to be one of his... I think he was one of the first people he treated, and I'm still here, even though the health care thought I was worth throwing out. Hmm. Well, there you go. God provided for you. You had a need, and, uh, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears kind of thing. You know, God he bless you. He put a lot of lectures on the wire because he didn't have tape plays at that time. And some people tried to write them into books because these books were sold out. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if there was ever anything left on his knowledge. I can't answer that. I don't know enough about that in, in all uh, truth. But, you know, we're in Hamilton ourselves, and we'll be uh, uh, doing classes uh, in Stony Creek and, and be more than pleased to stop by and, and discuss this further with you. I would love that. Well, Later on, could I get um, a phone number and a address or something? Sure. If you, are you on the Internet at all? A dial-up in the country. Okay. Well... You can call 519-641-6300. Well, 519. Yep, 641-6300. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll do that. All right, Virginia. And someone will be more than pleased to help you. Pardon? Thank And someone will be more than pleased to help you. And thank you very much, and God be with you. Oh, you're welcome. God All bless right. you, too. Virginia and Hamilton, thank you for the call. The abilities that you have, uh, uh, the, the healing abilities... 
uh, and the remote viewing. I mean, are they all uh, at all related? Are you tapping into the same? I, I, what is there? Is it a matrix? <clears throat> where, where are you deriving this, uh, the, uh, the, the, the remote viewing ability and the medical, uh, the, the healing ability? Is it coming from the same source? Yes, it does, uh, Richard. You know, I, for all intents and purposes, uh, you, I have the ability and would be described as a prophet. Uh, I lay hands on to remove suffering and, and uh, uh, give people hope in a genuine, practical way. I'm able to see the future. That's been documented on your, on your fantastic show here over the years. I've been doing this kind of work for 38 years. I have devoted my life. I left the Toronto Star and uh, picked up my cross, if you will, and uh, I've gone out in, in service. We've charged money for the readings. We have to pay for the kids going to school and things. Now I'm an ordained minister. I have a Ph.D. Uh, granted to me from my intense knowledge and, and, and tenacious, uh, tenacious uh, desire to know more. But the idea, it starts with meditation. And as soon as one goes into meditation and attempts to perfect meditation, you reach out into the great beyond. And as soon as you reach out into the great beyond, you begin to become aware of all kinds of things that are out there, from angels and divine beings to you know, God Almighty itself. And so these, these abilities to be creatively uh, helpful to, you know, cure the sick, uh, help the uh, downtrodden, give hope to people and see the future and help to guide people, those are all um, divine, uh, shall we say, abilities. But they're all recounted in, you know, Corinthians. It's all there, like, uh, you know, like a, like a map. And the idea that we have a spiritual self, we all have a spiritual self, and getting in touch with that soul mind or that spiritual self begins the process of waking up so that we can ultimately become more aware, become realized, self-realized, fully realized, and then have a life as a divine being in a human form. But can it, is it, I mean, the, the knowledge, not the ability uh, and, and where it comes from, is it ultimately knowable? I mean, can it be reduced to, say, a quantum physics, uh, or is it ultimately unknowable? No, you're talking about the Akashic Records, uh, which is a name that's given to a place where all knowledge is stored and we can access it. It's, uh, it's accessible to people through meditation or dreams or visions. I mean, how many times have people said, let me sleep on it and I'll come up and the next day they have an answer to a, uh, to a question or they make a decision because they just know it's the right way to, to do something. When your soul is uh, during sleep or in states of meditation, when it's released, it can go to these places in higher dimensions and get information. Uh, Jesus spoke to uh, angels uh, and, and his other disciples, witnesses, and they, and they trembled. And he said, what are you talking about here? You know, these are, these are my friends kind of thing. So there is a divine aspect that we can get in contact with and touch upon. And I think that's the entire purpose of people who are on a spiritual path. The demonstration of psychic or, or spiritual abilities is just an indication that somebody's you know, sort of a little further down the path than the next guy. The, um, the Christian uh, uh, Bible and, and um, Re- Revelation, John's Revelation, uh, does that correspond with the earth changes, uh, the, you know, the end times prophecy? Does that line up with, the, for example, the Mayan calendar and, and the, the, the prophetic dreams that you're having? I believe so. I believe that the book of Revelations is uh, a whole book on prophetic dreams. It's dream symbology. It's the only book in the Bible that carries a threat at the first of the book, which says, don't let anybody change this or you're going to hell, kind of thing. Uh, and it's, uh, it's time-locked. It deals with uh, the, the politics. It deals with the changes in the earth. 
And I believe that uh, I have not found anything in the Bible that hasn't been able to be proven or experienced or is worthy, uh, you know, in a, in a way of examining it. And I believe those things in the in the Bible. Jesus was was predicting about uh, you know was it Jerusalem where not one block will stand upon you know uh, another. Um, being able to see the future and the changes in in the politics and and the uh, earth itself is something that it, it should be attributed to anybody who's on a spiritual path. But I believe the Bible has a pretty good account of what's going on. And some say that that uh, what uh, was being prophesied in Revelation was in fact you know the destruction uh, of the the uh, the second temple in 70 AD by the Romans and that's what Jesus was referring to as well so that we've the the uh, the end times uh, was sort of very very uh, locational it was very specific uh, to what was happening in uh, Israel uh, you know just after Christ died so that we've already passed through that time how do you how do you see that it, well, in prophecy, I notice that there are two things. One, that the event is very clear and the time is a little foggy, or the timing is very exact, but the event's a little foggy. Uh, and that in the time clock of the universe, it seems to be event by event in which the prophecy comes true. Uh, certainly these times that we're going through now, corresponding with the other world's great religions, um, you know, Mayans and others, that this is now, I think, more of the exact time when those things are happening. If we look at some of the prophecies in the Bible about there in one, and I'm, I'm not a chapter and verse kind of guy, but there was one where in the Middle East the sky would go black as, as, as day would be black as night. And when, of course, we had those uh, oil wells blowing up there and uh, the sky was black as coal, I thought that was one of those predictions coming true. Uh, there is a prediction about, you know, a bomb going off in the Middle East, which I, I have predicted on your show a couple of years ago might happen. It's probably getting close to that time now. Uh, a nuclear yeah. bomb you're talking about, because bombs obviously go off in the Middle East every day. You're talking yeah, about no. a nuclear detonation. That's right. We're talking right. like the one where the flesh goes off the bones kind of thing. Right. Uh, that, and being in the Bible predicted, that can only happen now. We didn't have, up until Einstein and, and uh, the Second World War, we didn't have uh, um, you know, that capability. But it's all coming you know, closer and closer to those things that have been predicted in the Bible as a change when, as I said, or alluded to the, to the idea that the military will come to the rescue of people instead of to the uh, uh, subjugation of them because they're the only group of people in the world that have the ability to transport food, to organize things, to provide security and organization. Uh, we all look to the military now more and more every day for relief uh, of, of catastrophe. Susan is in Toronto. Good morning, Susan. You're on the line with Douglas Cottrell. Hello. Hi, Susan. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I had two questions, actually. Uh, one was, um, I, I just wondered what the location of your um, spiritual and healing center was going to be in Hamilton. Well, we're looking at a property on Hamilton Beach, of all places. Oh, okay. Um, I, I've been involved in the past and uh, taken several courses in holistic healing and mm-hmm. hands-on healing and um I realized many years ago that I had um, psychic abilities and um, have noticed that over the years more and more. Very good. Um, well, you'd be welcome to be a member of Many Mansions Spiritual Center. There, we have a website, 
um, called ManyMansionCenters.org. You can look on, on that website as a charity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we've raised uh, several hundred thousand dollars to buy the building. We're in the process of establishing the cherry, buying the building, and coincidentally, okay. uh, two weeks ago, we had a man come from Syracuse, New York, who mm-hmm. uh, was a retired uh, Israeli tank commander, and wow. he was retired. Mm-hmm. And he came, and he was told 20 years ago that he would be moving to Canada. He would join a community in Canada that would be uh, located beside water. He came all the way from Syracuse, not knowing where I was that night, and he found us miraculously uh, by a series of coincidences uh, and ended up telling me this story with trying to, uh, uh, not trying to, but informing us of uh, that he thought this was going to be a community of, of uh, intuitive uh, spiritual healers that was going to be mm-hmm. significant. And we intend this uh, Many Mansion Spiritual Center to be a world-class uh, spiritual organization open to all religions and all faiths. So mm-hmm. you'd be more than welcome to come down and, and you know, check us out and maybe join is up. It, is it sir, Hamilton or Burlington? Uh, well, Burlington Bridge is just down the street. <laughs> so okay. It's, it's on <laughs> well, the beach. I'll definitely check it out on the website. You know, the other thing is, I guess, when, uh, you know, when you have psychic abilities and you're predicting a lot of things and you know, I, I guess that we really can't alter the the course of events. You know, sometimes you wish you could, and you. Do you look try. at your abilities as a as a gift or a curse, Susan? I'm always fascinated with how people respond to that. Um, you know, I, I guess if if you're predicting good things, you feel like it's it's a gift, and and if you foresee things that are horrible, um, it's kind of a curse. You know, I mean, years ago I that my boyfriend had died and 10 days later he died my word and that was when I first recognized that I had the ability and more recently I had a, a really terrifying dream um, it wasn't so horrific but it was just um, it was like I was in a almost like an, an old monastery very very simple little bed and there was a mirror above me and I sat up in the bed and Above me was uh, there was an old man with very, you know, horrible gray hair, all kind of um, disheveled. And um, when I sat up and looked, he slowly turned around. And when he turned around, I just knew I had seen the face of evil and that there was going to be some evil released all over the world. And um, it, it was absolutely terrifying. I started to pray and... Um, I was crying, and uh, it was, you know, since then we've had all these uh, terrorist attacks and all these different things that have been going on, and I truly think that, you know, the world is changing and we are going in a different direction. Susan, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Hope you'll call again. Douglas, you hold on. We'll uh, spend a few moments together yet as we delve into prophetic dreams, remote viewing, earth changes... Miracle Transformations. Douglas James Cottrell, the website, www.douglascottrell.com, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, douglascottrell.com. And uh, coming up a little bit later in the program, as promised, we will delve into the whole question whether the uh, late president of Poland, Lech Kaczynski, was in fact murdered, assassinated. By whom? And for what reason? We'll find out. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show. Back with more in a moment. Don't go away. 
We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You eat like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Brainwashed in our childhood. Brainwashed by the school. Brainwashed by our teachers. And brainwashed by all the rules. Brainwashed by our leaders. Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sennett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Actually, I have to keep the place kind of tidy because I have company here tonight. Normally, I do most of my interviews over the phone, and uh, but um, one of my students from my Talk the Talk uh, radio course is here checking things out. And uh, seeing how uh, radio magic is made. <laughs> uh, so, incidentally, the uh, the talk uh, the talk uh, course is going very well. We're into about week um, five, I think, isn't it, Joanne? Week five coming up on Thursday, and you're learning lots, aren't you? Last week we learned how to uh, do some audio editing. Anyway, we're um, I'm thinking of uh, offering the course again. So uh, there'll probably be a um, another session, thirteen week, thirty uh, nine hour course. Uh, offered in uh, maybe the late summer, early fall. So if you're interested in uh, learning how to write, produce, uh, host your very own talk show, talk radio, talk television, even the emerging field of uh, online uh, talk, then this course might be for you. If you're contemplating perhaps uh, enrolling in a full-time radio and television uh, course, uh, but you're not quite sure if that's the direction you want to go, this course would give you a great idea because it, it uh, it's a crash course. It covers a lot of ground. And uh, all you need to do is log on to richardserrett.com. And there's a... Uh, well, you can just contact me through the website and I can give you more information, but there's a little uh, Talk the Talk uh, banner on the right-hand side there on the homepage of the website. Click on that. That gives you all the information about the course. So we'll... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll see if there is uh, enough interest to uh, offer this again. Right now, Douglas Cottrell joins us for a few moments yet, just ahead of our discussion on uh, the uh, supposed assassination of uh, the president of Poland. And we'll pick that up uh, with uh, Nelson Tholen here in a few moments. Uh, uh, Douglas, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, I don't know if you had any, uh, any thoughts on... Uh, on uh, what happened might have happened to uh, the Polish president, because I ask because I know you spent some time uh, there this past uh, winter, I, I believe it was, or be, maybe in the fall. You were over in Poland on well, an extended October. Uh, uh, October. Mm-hmm. You were on an extended uh, uh, trip over there. Yeah, I was invited to the um, the, the country's largest uh, metaphysical uh, conference uh, with uh, uh, Nina Gorella, who is the um, uh, premier. Um, a person in Poland for uh, natural health. She's written 14 books, etc., and has a large uh, uh, center, pardon me for mispronouncing the name, uh, Katowice, 
Uh, I can never say it correctly, but I, that's where I was, I was there. And I also did a, a reading at the time predicting um, the earthquake that was going to happen in Poland, that the uh, political climate was going to change, there would be no fighting, uh, that the uh, politicians were just going to stop their confrontation. And now we know why. Uh, one was taken out. Um, the um, immediately after this situation, we had uh, some conspiracy uh, followers uh, send the um, the uh, tape when they heard gunshots and uh, uh, things like that. I I didn't see that happening. I saw the um, a man. Uh, this is I think it's on the YouTube somewhere. But I saw a man standing in the in the cockpit at the doorway wearing a suit, and the pilot trying to pull the airplane out of uh, out of a dive. Uh, I talked to uh, somebody who's in the uh, airline industry recently, and uh, apparently there's film already about this uh, situation somewhere uh, in which uh, there is a man in a suit. And uh, the uh, other side of the conspiracy that uh, uh, I'm talking about now, the actual flight and uh, the mushing of the plane into the uh, into the ground was uh, done by uh, one ordering the pilot to do so. And whether right. or not there was a hit squad on the ground after, I never looked that far. All right. Let's uh, go to Ingersoll, Ontario, and uh, say good morning to Christina. Hello, Christina. Yes, good morning. Um, good morning. My, my question is, um, uh, my daughter is heading into a divorce, and um, things are not looking um, good in her favor at this point. And um, I was wondering how I can effectively pray to help for a, a better outcome for her. Well, if she's going to go through the divorce, then that's a matter that, you know, there's going to be steps taken. The prayer for that would be, Dear Lord, please protect my daughter from any and all negative influences, regardless of source. Amen. And that would be, please uh, allow the divine beings and the angels above to intercede in her life, to assist her, and to help her through this time of difficulty, to the best of her ability that she can accept this. And you know, pray to God Almighty. Mm-hmm. I have a prayer book called, uh, it, it's the masterful prayers that we've developed over the uh, last few years from the Miracle Spiritual uh, events and, you know, more than a free book on the website and, and for a donation you can get get a copy of the book, mm-hmm. uh, the prayer book. But those would, be, those would be the two prayers I would, I would suggest. Mm-hmm. The idea is that she's going to go through this, so let's help her go through this. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't look too good for her, does that mean that she's, going to have difficulty financially, or, or what are you suggesting? Um, okay, her her husband um, has re- retained a lawyer who is doing, uh, who's using pretty dirty tactics to work everything in her, f- against her, mm-hmm. in the sense of trying to prove her to be a bad mother, and um, um and also, she has been unable to get a lawyer herself because of the position she's in financially. Okay, so that's where I was going with the, with the idea of being, you know, hurt financially and, and the aspects of, you know, um, being attacked. Uh, the point being is that pray for uh, the intervention and again to for protection against negativity. But she ought to go get a lawyer right away. Somewhere there'll be a lawyer. I can see somebody in a very bright blue suit. A uh, big man, big square build, who's going to assist her? Really? Because yes. you see, this divorce is coming up Thursday. Well, and they, one cannot go to court naked, huh. so okay. she has to has to get some help. And I see somebody either court court appointed or something, but a man wearing a a, a, 
a light-colored or brilliant-colored blue suit. Maybe that lawyer is listening to the show right now, and he's going to come to the fore. Christina, we can only uh, pray uh, uh, the best of uh, luck to you and uh, your well, daughter. Thank you for right. that. Well, thank you so very much. Okay. okay bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Uh, who do we have? Oh, we have another off-air question, and uh, that is uh, someone wants to know about, uh, you know, I was at the uh, Toronto Freedom Festival on uh, Saturday, and I don't know if this person was there or not, but they want to know whether Toronto is becoming a police, a police state. Uh, what do you uh, what do you see in the future regarding? I guess uh, uh, well, maybe they're talking about G twenty. Uh, G twenty, of course, uh, will be visiting here uh, soon, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a bit of a security lockdown in Toronto. Maybe that's what they're referring to. What do you see as far as that goes, uh, Douglas? Well, heaven forbid my my hometown of Toronto being Toronto the good now being a, a political state. Um, I think it's a matter where the the, um, the different factions within the city are causing uh, the police to be very overreactive. I don't see it. I see I see a lot of policemen wearing gray uh, uniforms, not blue ones or black ones, but kind of gray ones. So I think they're special forces. Um, I don't see it as a lockdown state. I can see streetcars going along and people smiling. So I wouldn't say a I wouldn't say a police state, but I would say very tight. I can see people being checked on the sidewalk looking for paperwork or licenses and things like that. All right. We'll uh, take a time out when we come back. A few minutes will remain uh, with uh, Douglas Cottrell, remote viewer, medical intuitive, teacher, healer. I want to ask him about, or I want to ask you, Douglas, about uh, your views on conspiracies. Uh, we we talk a lot about sort of prophetic dreams and, and things, but I'm wondering whether in your remote viewing and your prophetic dreams you have seen or witnessed sort of a conspiracy behind a lot of the things uh, that uh, that go down on this planet. We'll uh, discuss further when we come back here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Well, we'll be talking about a conspiracy at uh, the bottom of the hour, 12.30, when we uh, discuss the uh, alleged assassination uh, or murder of um, the late Polish president with Nelson Thal. But let me get your take, Nelson, not so much on, or uh, uh, Douglas, not so much on that, but just conspiracies in general. For example, when we talk about earth changes, uh, do you, in in your uh, remote viewing sessions or prophetic dreams, do you see sort of a conspiracy behind any of that? For example... Uh, you know, a bid a bid by certain groups to control the weather. Uh, could HARP, for example, uh, be behind uh, some of the, um, the the earth changes that we're seeing, earthquakes, uh, tsunamis, that sort of thing? Uh, there have been in the past uh, groups of people who have been able to, with technology, cause earthquakes to happen uh, as a weapon, as a military weapon. I know that for a fact. There have been people uh, who have been able to control the weather or alter the weather. I can make clouds disappear by looking at them, and it's something I teach uh, in the classes. And, and people who uh, practice this ability, we have these these metaphysical, spiritual abilities to, to control the environment we are. Jesus the Christ uh, did so, walking on water and causing fish to appear and storms to quell and all that thing, all that uh, those things that were recorded in the Bible. The idea is that there are people who have abilities who are above and beyond the intellect that the ordinary person has, and these people are the devious people. These are the uh, mischievous uh, beings among us, 
And there are people who are at a high level of society where their entire purpose is greed. Uh, they continue to uh, sacrifice the rest of us, and I believe this, uh, you know, with all my heart, that there are certain people in the world who do not care about any particular uh, person, organization, and now country. I think there are people who are out there that are, are ready, willing, and able to wreck countries um, for their pleasure or for their personal gain. And these people are those certain kinds of people who would, uh, in the conspiracy tradition, be uh, the cloak and dagger people, pardon the pun uh, to uh, our friend Nathan, uh, to uh, go to situations where, uh, as you've examined over the years, to cloak and hide things uh, from UFO to uh, uh, to assassinations, uh, and there have always been this group of people, but now they're more demonic, they're more um, destructive, and the world is rebelling. The, the planet is going to chase them away, and that's why we're going to have all these difficulties uh, that are ahead of us that we will go through. And the thing is, uh, being prophetic and being able to see the future is uh, uh, forewarned is forearmed, and so be prepared. Don't have any debts. Uh, own your own property. Have enough uh, food and water that will sustain you for 3, 6, uh, 12 months or 24 months. Uh, the way to get away from these people who are manipulative in the world is to be independent. Uh, in terms of uh, surviving the, um, the, the cataclysms, uh, whether it's this magnetic reversal, uh, uh, you know, flooding, uh, have you been able to remote view and identify uh, areas of uh, like a safe haven? Yep, we sure have. Um, you know, anywhere in Ontario basically is okay. The St. Lawrence, uh, the lower St. Lawrence, um, uh, will break away a little further from the, the North Shore, if you will. But anywhere in Canada is basically safe. Anywhere east of the Rockies and uh, kind of west of, uh, of, the, of the Great Lakes, north and west of the Great Lakes, we're in pretty sound territory there. The uh, the idea that uh, Niagara Falls is going to run backwards and the Great Lakes are going to drain down the Mississippi about it is about as uh, um, bad as it gets for us. In Canada, we're the peacemakers. Uh, we welcome everyone in the country. Uh, we're we're a benign race of people, and we are uh, deserving uh, of inheriting the earth and and surviving. So in in Canada, it's a good place. In uh, America, the Four Corners out there in Arizona. Uh, anywhere 200 miles east, uh, sorry, inward from the east coast, uh, in other words, west from the east coast would be good, uh, and likewise anywhere east of the Rockies in the western uh, U.S. would be good. Mexico will be all right. Uh, South America is going to become a booming enterprise. We'll have more trade going north and south than, than we'd have uh, in the northern hemisphere going east and west. Uh, Japan is not... You know, it's not going to disappear, but it's going to it's going to slowly uh, submerge. Russia will be safe. Poland will be safe. I don't see too much in the way of, of inundation of water along the you know the, the uh, North Atlantic, uh, Arctic, I should say, in Europe. But uh, India will be a very favorite place to be, and of course China is now growing and will become a military uh, might, as well as being the world's banker. Uh, but it will suffer more floods and. Uh, uh, changes with the uh, the weather than any other nation in the world. All right, uh, one t time for one last call here with uh, Douglas Cottrell, and it's uh, Tom in Toronto. Tom, good morning. Hey, how are you? Well, thank you. Good. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a new listener, and I find the show very interesting. Welcome aboard. 
Um, I just, you know what, uh, just a quick question. If, if uh, your guest there sees an opportunity to reverse course or change things in terms of the way they're going on in my life, I've normally been very in control of my life. Uh, I've slipped, and, you know, I, I, I want to get a sense of how you feel about that and, and what you see in Tom, you're breaking up a little bit, but um, it sounds like you're, you're, you're saying that things are sort of spiraling out of control in your life, professionally, personally. Are you there, Tom? Okay, we're not able to communicate with you, but uh, maybe Douglas can sort of uh, yeah. intuitively... Uh, um, the, the, answer to, the answer to Tom's problem is up until recently, it's kind of, things have been coming to a head. And what I'm looking at is that uh, through through May things are going to be a little smoother, but but Douglas, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay. Now I can hear you. Yes. Okay. So I'm looking at May as being a, a, a an opportunity, a time for opportunity, a time for change, and uh, Tom is going to have to uh, um, make a decision or two. Uh, which he's not going to like to make, but it'll be uh, putting him on a path. And uh, Tom has the uh, unfortunate ability of being very creative, and he goes in two or three different directions. But uh, uh, this one is now, okay, cutting away, paring away, uh, even though they're good things, and going in one single direction. And I see him taking big, giant, leaping steps. So from the rest of the year, should be a pretty good year for Tom. All right. Well, you know, I think a lot of people in Tom's boat, particularly with this, uh, the economy the way it's been, uh, people have—I don't know if that's his, you know, his personal uh, journey—but many people, uh, you know, found themselves uh, out of work, uh, facing some some difficult times. Uh, but a very wise uh, friend of mine said, you know, that a crab only grows once it's outside of its shell, uh, and so we need to go through sometimes, uh, you know, uh, to test our mettle and and go through some difficult uh, times. I know it's a cliche, but it's true. Adversity does build character. And uh, that could be of little solace sometimes when uh, you're trying to figure out how to pay your rent. But uh, uh, ultimately, you know, we will survive. Onward and upward, there's always opportunities. Even in the most difficult economic times, people still make money. Douglas, uh, um, what's uh, coming up next? Do you want to? Uh, you've, you've got some events coming up May sixth. I know. Do you want to uh, tell us about that one more time? Yeah, we're in the North York Library uh, in Toronto, uh, doing a course, uh, a workshop there on um, on palmistry and people who want to become palmists or know what the lines in their hand mean. Uh, mean, we're going to do that. We have um, ongoing uh, topics and subjects from auras and and energy and numerology and. These are just introductory uh, classes uh, into developing your intuitive abilities, meditation, uh, dream interpretation, visions, and things like that. We have our book, The Secrets of Life, which is uh, always a a good read. And we have our um, development here on Hamilton Beach uh, with people coming down to our our Miracle Transformation events. We're temporarily located in Oakville at 111 Forsyth Street in Oakville. And all that information is on the website. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, my friend. Uh, you know, I know you uh, um, have earned your stripes, so to speak, and uh, it's, it's, uh, you're quite famous out here in, uh, in the ethers, and uh, I think people look up to you uh, as a guiding light. I certainly appreciate your company and uh, consider you a very close friend. Douglas, feeling is mutual. We'll talk soon. Take care, my Stay friend. well. Stay well. What happened to the Polish president? Simple plane crash or murder? Most foul. We'll find out when Nelson Thal joins us here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't you go away.
In a democracy, we elect officials so we can sleep at night. So why are you up? 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario, 1-866-740-4740. Well, it's been nearly three weeks since a, uh, an aircraft carrying some 69 members of uh, uh, Poland's ruling class, uh, including the president, Lech Kaczynski, crashed in the, uh, the Russian woods. And uh, there has been a great deal of, uh, of speculation that uh, the president and some others on board that craft were not uh, merely the victims of a plane crash, but that that uh, crash was somehow orchestrated, or that the the, the president, in fact, was uh, survived the crash and was uh, was assassinated. Uh, that a hit squad descended on the uh, on the on the crash site, and uh, this was given uh, a certain uh, credibility because a, a video recently surfaced. You've probably seen it. It's on YouTube. Taken at the scene of the crash, and what we uh, what we are told that we're seeing, in fact, is a uh, this this assassination squad descending on the plane. But then we we hear, of course, three shots being fired. Do we have a, a little clip of that, uh, Dan? Do you want to let people hear that? This is from uh, YouTube. You've probably seen it. Нихуя себе! Нихуя себе! All right, uh, so that was the uh, the video, amateur video taken by someone at the scene. I don't know who it was. Was it, was it a, a Russian soldier or a, a Russian farmer? Um, anyway, obviously saw the plane coming down, ran to the scene with his uh, with his uh, camera, and we heard the three shots there. Uh, now we're hearing reports that the person responsible for that video has in fact been murdered. Here with uh, more to uh, separate uh, fact from fiction, truth from fantasy, is uh, media scientist, good friend of the program, assassination researcher, and uh, host of uh, Cloak and Dagger, or Shock Talk, I should say, Clo- uh, Shock Talk with uh, Bloom and Steel, uh, which can be heard Thursday nights. And it's our good friend, Nelson Thal. Hello, Nelson. Hey, good to be here, Richard. Well, this, is, of course, is of, a particularly, uh, or of particular interest uh, here in Toronto because we have uh, such a large um, uh, a Polish uh, a community here in the city and um, a lot of people wandering, wanting to know the, the, the actual truth of what happened to uh, Lech Kaczynski. Uh, what are, first of all, your thoughts on, uh, on the, uh, the, the YouTube video uh, that surfaced? Uh, what do you think we're actually uh, seeing there? What did you see there in that video? First of all, uh, Richard, thanks. I think this is an exciting uh, little um, uh, event because it, it, it uh, resonates, of course, with what you and I have been 
talking about for decades uh, uh, backstage what's happening. Um, first of all, um, the background to something like this is to read Sherman Skolnick's History of American Airplane Sabotage. And um, people who've studied American Airplane Sabotage know what the fingerprints look like. And um, this, of course, is a, is a pretty, very, very big operation staged, just like uh, the Kennedy assassination. Uh, this, the military uh, were all brought to bear with satellite time and with uh, uh, all the – this was a, a top operation, just like 9-11. And um, why well, – well, first of all, in, in the video – I mean, it's, it's, you know, the camera is very shaky, it's handheld, the person's running towards the crash scene. Uh, were you able to actually make out this, uh, images of this assassination, supposed assassination as team on the side? I mean, I, we, we saw... Well, I think sort we of... have to remember that on the Ron Brown crash, you'll recall that the same thing happened. They altered the navigation aids... They changed the navigation age so that the pilot, if he followed his instruments on autopilot, would be taken right into a crash zone, not the runway. And then they, there were gunshots at the scene of Ron Brown's assassination, which has been proven by many experts to be a, a also an assassination of the former Secretary of, uh, of the United States Administration under Clinton. Yes, uh, Secretary of Commerce was supposedly flying into, uh, I think it was Bosnia, <laughs> uh, as some sort of an emissary, and yeah. uh, the plane went down. Now, coincidentally, uh, or not so coincidentally, Ron Brown apparently was to, to to testify or to blow the whistle on some sort of fraud scheme that he was involved with, allegedly with the Clintons. Uh, so some are suspecting that uh, what happened to Vince Foster also happened to Ron Brown. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, you know, I think that if you know what's happening behind the scenes and you understand all the commando networks and the high technology that's available to these people, um, it's now come out the command and control center for the Pentagon uh, that Cheney was there, and before the Congress, um, Panetic testified that he was in the war room with Cheney on the morning of 9/11 and heard Cheney say, "Stand down." This is the uh, yeah the uh, the uh, transport secretary saw Cheney uh, yeah, exactly. supposedly so running the show that we were bang on with nine eleven. But but uh, why was um, why was the uh, the plane carrying Kaczynski then knocked out of the sky? What was it about President Lech Kaczynski uh, that uh, I don't know ticked off the wrong people? Well, you know, Richard, um, we've been saying for a long time, and it's all right under our nose, uh, Big Brother 1984 is world government, and the world governments are basically uh, uh, the clothing, corporatism, Nazism, the clothing of the monarchies. As the monarchies seize back control from the nation-state apparatus, which created the middle class. They don't like the middle class, so they want to get rid of what's behind the middle class, and that's the nation-state. And you know, there's only one man who could get the Polish, the entire Polish cabinet and military on a plane. There's only one guy in the world who can do it. And who's that? That's the Black Pope. All right, but but right? but Pope what was it? And Nicholas. But but what? I mean, Eric Phelps is the expert on that. Our historian emeritus. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, when you get into the uh, the whole Vatican, you know, well, the, the secret elements within the Vatican, 
Uh, again, we're not, you're not talking not about the Catholic Church. I think that there's been, you know, we don't have to beat around the bush anymore, Richard. On 9-11, on 3-11, March 11th of this year, um, the Vatican's chief exorcist claimed that the devil is lurking in the very heart of the Roman Catholic Church, and that's a quote of not ours, but the chief exorcist, the Vatican's chief exorcist. So I think it's become politically correct now. He said it. All the insiders are saying it. So it's interesting, and it sort of gives you a handle on what's going to come. But but Kaczynski was, what, uh, crusading against the New World Order? Is that why he was a threat? No, they're getting rid of Greece. They're getting rid of Poland. Though, uh, I think with Carlo Brunei, she comes from a, one of these families. They've already got now bought France. It's the world government, the, the, the new empire, new world empire that's rising mostly in a... Out of um, out of Germany, but but uh, but uh, there must have been something particular. There must have been something particular about Lech Kaczynski because he's the Polish president. So they okay, so they knock him out, but he's going to be replaced by, by with another Polish president. So there, I mean, Kaczynski uh, must yeah, have been. True, but remember, what happens is they hire these thugs to run, like they hire Saddam to run a Rolls Royce war for them. They outsource the war, hire a guy like Saddam, pay him billions. Right. They, he, he sends them an invoice. He's, run, he's supposed to run a Cadillac war for them. But what he does is he runs a, like a Volkswagen battle and uh, pockets the difference and makes off like a bandit. Okay, so then it just becomes a squabble among petty criminals. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. All yeah, right. it's it, and he's just this guy's just. I mean, it's it's now's the time that they can really take control of the national nation state apparatus. He just happens to be those guy, the guy at that time, and it really because it's always just uh, some puppet or another. It's uh, it doesn't matter when the the ball falls into the the hole. He just happens to be the guy there. What are you hearing about the person who actually took this video? Uh, uh, now it's it's being rumored that that person has been murdered. Well, like, um, that's not surprising, of course, Richard, if you study, you know, um, what went on around, um, for instance, the, the uh, President Reagan assassination, where there was a news reporter who claimed that there was a second gun, and she, she was a, Jessica Savage lost her life very soon after that, along with her husband. The two of them were both taken out. Hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've heard and read yeah. um, was that the um, the Polish president, Kaczynski, had opposed uh, this massive energy deal that was to take place between Poland and uh, Russia. Uh, in this deal, Poland would have uh, been on the hook to import all of their, uh, their oil from Russia yeah. until 2037, despite the fact that, that Poland apparently has some huge reserves of oil or natural gas that they've recently discovered. Uh, and because Kaczynski didn't like this idea, uh, but the Polish prime minister did, I guess he, was, he had to be gotten rid of. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does, because let's not forget that we already know from that we stand on the shoulders of giants like President John Kennedy and Marsha McLuhan and uh, Penn Jones Jr., May Brussel, Sherman Skolnick, and lots of other whistleblowers. But we know that this is just happening all over again, isn't it? 
it's 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 just the names change, but it's all over the same thing. There's many of these assassinations: John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, John Lennon, Diana was assassinated. There's, I mean, there's a long string of assassinations here. And um, uh, remember that um, if the Taliban look, they they had a need. Cheney went to the Afghans, and they had to build a pipeline. It's real simple. We've, you know that, Richard. It's just money. They got to build a pipeline. How much do we have to pay off the Taliban? Because we're going through their territory. Well, they want fifty percent. Are they kidding? Well, it is Dude, odd that we're crazy. Fifty percent. <laughs> uh, it's cheaper to go to war. It, it is odd that whenever you look at uh, uh, you know places where there is some sort of uh, uh, you know tension or civil war or or, or unrest, uh, there is always some sort of um, uh, you know mineral or resource that's to be found under the ground there. Yeah. Uh, even you know places like Sudan with this you know huge humanitarian crisis. It's, it always and, and seems Richard, to come back to oil. To that what's happening is the world government with the Carlisles, they have take bones, they control the Pentagon, so they get the the Pentagon and the poor kids to fight their corporate battles. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the Defense Department essentially has become a, a hired uh, a hired gun. How, uh, yeah, the hired gun of the oil the oil cartel, Baron. Let's uh, go to the phones uh, with Nelson and uh, Fred is in Whitby, Ontario. Hello, Fred. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you, Fred? Uh, okay, you basically uh, asked the question for for me. Uh, I heard it was over the resources, and Poland had, had discovered nat- natural gas just recently, and there was conflict with Russia over it. And it, and the 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 high ups in Poland wouldn't play ball. Well, they that's what I'm saying. Out. They 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 did the Taliban dance. They probably asked a little bit too much, and they were asking for too big a cut, so they got cut. Or maybe they were too honest. Well, that, I'm not. I'm not going into the the. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what was in their mind. All I'm saying is that, you know, that's probably what happened. They and that's what why we're we're having the, the situation with the Taliban. We don't want to give them. Cheney doesn't want to give them a decent return for uh, crossing through their land. So bottom, we've bottom got a war. And Canadian kids are being killed. It's a shame because all we're doing is guarding the drug crop so that we can sell it to raise the money to keep the war going. <laughs> Fred, thank you for your call. Let's uh, move on and say hello next Thanks. to uh, Linda in Brampton, Ontario. Hello, Linda. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I heard that the former president uh, was going to allow the so-called American missile defense into his country, and a theory that has been floating around, and it's on the Internet, possible scenario, is that perhaps that he were, had regrets the Polish people, I know the majority did not want this, like the Czech people. They felt that uh, having a, American, a foreign military occupying their country after years of being dominated by the Soviets, why would they then want to give up their, their rights to Washington? And I'm wondering if perhaps in private, not publicly, he didn't have a chance to state it, but perhaps behind closed doors in private, he expressed regret, he expressed guilt for betraying the Polish people, for compromising their sovereignty, and the Americans decided, well, he's no longer a convenient puppet. We need to, he needs to go. Nelson? That yeah, seems to make I, a certain I, amount I of sense. That, you know, there, don't, listen, it takes a lot of people to make the decision to have, have this to happen. 
and uh, a lot of cylinders have to fall into place. And uh, everybody's got their own interests and their own, um, ultimately, uh, it falls in place in something that benefits them. And it usually maybe takes a round table, which is why they use the round table image. And it takes a group of people to make a final decision. And those are all possibilities and probably all right. There's never, when it's something that's big, there's never just one level. It resonates on all levels if it really is a meaningful thing. All right, Linda, thanks for the call. I guess, yeah, it's like a checklist. It's like, well, he's opposing this energy deal with Russia. Uh, he, doesn't want the, um, uh, he doesn't want the missile shield in, uh, in Poland. Uh, that's two strikes. Uh, and then someone comes up with another reason, and that's it. Okay, this guy's got to go. Uh, yeah, guess- it's the back and forth. It's like they're saying to him, how much do you want? We're coming through your territory. And he wants 50% probably and more, like the Taliban. And they don't want to give it to him. So he says, okay, well, I'm not going to do this. And they go, well, and then they get into a spat back and forth. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Schaumburg, Ontario. A lot of uh, our Ontario listeners checking in tonight. And uh, say good morning to Thomas. Thomas, you're on the line with Nelson Thal. Hi, Richard. Uh, Hi. First of all, you just were saying, you were saying that there was 69 people died, but it was 96. 96. Uh, I stand corrected. Yes. <clears throat> That's what we know now. And also on that, that uh, video, what you were mentioning, and the background is a Polish two times two Polish words, which one saying, take easy, calm down. Another word is, look at his eyes. What was, it? What was the second thing he said? Look, look at his at eyes? his eyes. What do you think was being, uh, wh- wh- why do you think that was said? Well, if you, I don't know, I was watching a, some, I don't know, those uh, bad movies or whatever, so if you want to just, uh, that somebody will, let's say, maybe not chat you, look at his eyes, maybe this is, you know, some contact. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Kind of. but, yeah, and Richard, to add to that, well, you know as well as I do, the way to see if somebody's dead is you pull their eyelid open, you see if the iris moves. That's what they mean. Look if the guy's dead. If he's not, kill him. Interesting. All right. Uh, Thomas and Schaumburg, uh, thank you for that. We'll uh, take a quick time out to come back. A few more thoughts and questions for uh, Nelson Thal as we discuss the alleged assassination murder of Polish President Lech Kaczynski. A simple plane crash or murder most foul? You tell me. The Conspiracy Show continues right after this. Нихуя себе! Нихуя себе! This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. From Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Nelson Thal is with us, media scientist, former colleague, associate, archivist for the great Canadian thinker, Marshall McLuhan, longtime assassination researcher, Nelson Thal, and he can be heard Thursday nights, Shock Talk with Bloom and Steel, the mysterious... Miss Steele, who joins him, and uh, you can uh, 
listen to uh, the the, uh, the program and, and uh, archived uh, episodes at cloakanddagger.ca. So, do you think we'll ever we'll ever uh, actually? You know, once in a while, these uh, these conspiracies actually uh, get solved, and 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 uh, you know, charges are are laid, and people go to jail, and uh, uh, that's the thing about conspiracies. You know, they're not just theories. Some, oftentimes, they're actual crimes, uh, and uh, you know, they turn out to be true. Do you think we'll ever get to the bottom of this? Is anyone ever going to go to jail for this? If in fact it was uh, an assassination, a murder? Well, I think that um, that's a. It's possible. I guess it depends on how much people wake up and become aware of what's happening. But it's like Richard, for instance, in 1995, the Federal Bureau of Investigation testified under oath before a subcommittee of Congress. It wasn't well covered by the media, but the FBI was there with their hand in the air, swearing, and they swore that they... they uh, gave in 1993, they gave the explosives to the terrorist team to blow up the World Trade Center in 1993. So the FBI's under oath testimony before the Congress saying they did it. Now, if you were a Sherlock Holmes investigating the bombing of the World Trade Center in 2001, number of years after 1993, wouldn't the first thing you do is point your finger at the FBI? But they're not doing that, are they? No. Because they're distracting no. everybody with all these agent provocateurs and all these books and all this stuff from the, what's really the meat to the whole thing. What's, uh, what's coming up next on, uh, on Shock Talk? Well, we'll continue, you know, shocking people about... I mean, I started in this thing. I always talked from documents. I was Marshall McLuhan's chief ex, uh archivist and I turn around and just look at the documents and and we talk from the documents court documents etc and with the internet it's amazing what happens now is somebody who's got um, you know uh, the sends out the forms for the the tax return for this company that hired Leo Wanta to print up the r- Russian rubles I mean, on the board of the company, uh, they set the company up. We didn't. All we did was find the fact that the company had Bush and Bin Laden and <laughs> Saddam on the board. All these guys are Busto Energy Corporation, 1977. Who's on the board with George Bush? Osama Bin Laden. You want to know where Osama Bin Laden is? Just ask George Bush. He knows where he is. He's, is he pool po- poolside at Kenny Bunkport having a martini with... Uh... With George, <laughs> he, he, he moves around the world in a corporate jet out of Paraguay, and you'd never see him. Uh, most of these guys are still alive. Saddam Hussein, uh, with his billions, bought Fairchild Missile Corporation and was a was a had a seat on the board uh, of uh, Daimler Chrysler. I mean, these guys, they were taken out before. It was always, all. it's been reported that uh, three limousines and some Humvees went in and took Saddam out weeks before they started the war and took him to the embassy in Moscow first, the American embassy in Moscow. So, like, the real, the people in the know behind the scenes, they know what's really going on. They, they can see backstage. Nelson, uh... Always invigorating and uh, eye-opening to have you on the program. And uh, again, Thursday nights. Shock Talk. It's a cloak and dagger world. And if you're interested, tune in to uh, cloakanddagger.de or cloakanddagger.ca and 
and uh, follow along. There's an archive there of shows, and you can read the read the material. And that's appreciate coming on, Richard. You're doing a wonderful job, just terrific. All right, I look forward to my next debriefing over coffee, maybe Main Street Unionville. It's on me. <laughs> All right, Nelson Thal. There you go. All right, that's it uh, for me. Next couple of days, we'll be packing and off to the X Conference in uh, in Washington. But uh, we'll have a show for you on Sunday. Joel Skousen, an old uh, regular on the program, the editor of World Affairs Brief, will be here. He'll touch on the assassination uh, or alleged of uh, the Polish president. He'll also talk about that uh, horrible oil spill in the uh, Gulf of Mexico and the uh, the failed car bombing in uh, Times Square in New York. Joel Skousen next week, along with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, our paranormal investigator. She'll count down the top 500 locations in the United States. And another regular, Nils Hamron, author of Seal of the End Times, will be talking about the living waters. Talked about in the Bible, he says they're here now. And they do have, in fact, miraculous powers. The healing waters with Nils Hamron. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light, and what I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Thanks, Dan Ellison. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.